0: الحمد لله وكفى وسلاما على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولا تخزني يوم يبعثون يوم لا ينفع مال ولا بنون الا من أت الله بقلب سليم سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim <coughs> Anytime we have an important meeting to go to Or an important arrangement, or opportunity that we have to present ourselves in We normally have a routine by which we will clean ourselves and that typically includes two parts. The first is that we remove the filth from our bodies and the second is that we decorate ourselves so that we are the most presentable. And it makes little sense to not remove the filth and the dirt that's built up over, let's say, days and to rather just go directly to decoration. And it doesn't make that much sense either, especially if it's a very important meeting to decorate but then not... Uh, t- uh, b- b- to 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 remove the filth but not actually decorate yourself physically. You can take this example, for instance, for an important interview. You have a job interview, for instance. And you've been preparing for this job interview for days and days, maybe even weeks for that matter. And then finally the morning comes, or even, you know, even the night before, You'll make sure that you take like a nice long shower, and you'll clean all the filth from your body. And after you've cleaned all the filth and you've removed it, then you'll decorate yourself. You'll make sure that you have on the best suit, for instance. You'll have, make sure that you have on the best, uh, you know, cologne or scent, whatever you choose to wear. You make sure that you have, you know, you've combed your hair, you've combed your beard. You'll make sure that you that you look as presentable as possible in you. So you'll decorate yourself on top of. Uh, you know, once you've cleansed yourself and you'll decorate yourself on top of that, because you realize that this is an important meeting and you have to present yourself as best as possible for this meeting because this could make or break potentially the four or five years that are to come for you, or perhaps your career down the road. You can take the example of a wedding day, for instance, the way a bride prepares for the groom, or the way the groom prepares for the bride. They realize that this is a very important meeting. This could ha- this probably will only happen once in their life. And they work their hardest to put on the f- best first impression. So for you know, even days before, they'll make sure that they're clean. That they won't try anything too drastic, too crazy. And they'll make sure when they take that shower, they clean themselves properly. And they'll remove all the filth that's contained on their body. And once they've removed their filth, then they'll spend the entire day of the wedding, sometimes even the night before, the makeup will start. Sometimes even the day before, the hair will start. And they'll make sure that, now that, now that they've cleansed their body, now there's this time to decorate themselves. So the bride will have so many people, will, you know, assist her in her makeup, and assist her in how her hair is going to look. And the groom will have people that make sure that his, you know, whatever he's wearing, his suit or sharani or whatever fits properly, and it looks good, and he'll make sure that he has a good scent, you know, a, a nice cologne, or nice, that he's, you know adorned and donned himself with and the reason that he or she is doing this is because this is such an important meeting and they realize the value of this meeting and they want to make a good first impression at this, on this meeting because this is the only opportunity they'll have so this is for the meetings of this world the most important meeting that you and I will ever encounter the most important interview we'll ever have the most important encounter that we will ever experience will be that meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the Day of Judgment. And all of us will have this meeting. It might be that some of us don't get married, and we never have the opportunity for that first encounter with our spouse. It might be that some of us never go to college, and so we'll never be able to go to a college interview. We might never get a job, so we might not go to a job interview. Or maybe they'll interview us over the phone, and that'll be the end of that. Circumstances of this world are different, and there's always variables that necessarily won't present themselves in the same way for each person. But there's no variable about the meeting with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Every single person in this gathering will there, there will come a day where we'll have to meet with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and we'll have to present ourselves. We'll have to answer for every single action that we had performed since the day we had uh, become an adult. Every single thing will be questioned about on that day. Nothing will be left behind. It'll be displayed in such vivid, you know, high definition everything will be displayed before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we'll have to answer for every single thing. Every mistake that we made, every sin that we committed, every time we uh, hurt someone else, every time that we neglected us salah, any time that we had uh, spent money uh, somewhere or someplace that we shouldn't have spent, every single penny will be taken account of for on that day of judgment. And that's the most important meeting that you and I will ever experience ever in our lives. But what we are presenting to Allah Subhanahu Wa ta'ala is not our physical body. What we are presenting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that day is our heart. What we are presenting to Allah ta'ala on that day is our heart. It comes in the Qur'an, in Surah Al-Shu'ara, Ibrahim alayhi salam, he makes a statement, almost like a dua. And he says to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after many statements, he says, يو, uh, He's asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, don't embarrass me, don't humiliate me on the day when everyone will be, uh, will, will be arisen, everyone will be asked. Everyone will have to stand before Allah. Don't humiliate me on that day. Who's asking this? Not some layman. This is the Prophet Ibrahim a.s. salam, a prophet. You know who's higher in the eyes of Allah Taala than a prophet? And He is saying, "Don't embarrass me on that day." So imagine how important of a meeting this must be. What kind of an interview this must be if the prophets, who never made a mistake, are seeking that Allah Taala not embarrass them on that day. Imagine what the state will be for you and, and you and I we're nowhere near the maqam of the prophet. And then he says, يَوْمَ He's explaining the day uh, that, that uh, is being referenced here. La mal. That day where wealth will not be of any assistance to the person. It doesn't matter how much we have accumulated in this world. That one thing, which is wealth, which is what we've become so dependent on, thinking that we aren't able to move forward and take steps forward in our life until we have accumulated or amassed a certain amount of wealth. Every decision that we make is dependent on how much money we can make. What kind of house we buy, what kind of job we take, what kind of college we go to, what kind of uh, who, who we marry. I mean, every decision, we, we base it off of wealth. And that one thing that we had become so dependent upon in this world, will be of no benefit on that day. wala banoon. And neither will your children be of benefit on that day. And then Ibrahim alayhi says, إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَ اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ Except for that person that brings before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a a sound heart. A sound heart before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that day. That'll be what'll benefit you and I. Not wealth, not cars, not homes, not our degree, not what we'd accomplished uh, in, in the advancement in the life of this world. That won't be of benefit to us. Doesn't matter how big our home is. Doesn't matter... Uh, uh, it doesn't matter how uh, nice our car is It doesn't matter how much time you know we spent uh, uh, you know, on vacation That makes no difference to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala What matters is a sound heart And it doesn't even matter how clean or filthy our body will be on day day Physically in appearance In fact, we won't even be wearing clothes What matters on that day is the purity and the cleanliness And how our heart is presented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So our goal in life is to present our heart as pure on the day of judgment our goal in life is to present our heart as something that's pure on the day of judgment because that'll be what'll ultimately benefit us that'll be what'll ultimately benefit us you know it comes uh, in hadith what happens is that throughout the course of our lives we be, we we commit sins we make we uh, we transgress against what Allah Ta'ala has ordained us to do right whatever Allah Ta'ala has asked of us to do we transgress against that and any time we commit a sin the prophet ﷺ said al mu'mina ida adnaba nukta sawda' fi qalbihi any time a person commits a sin a black dot appears on their heart and as they continue to sin against Allah Ta'ala then that heart continues to blacken and darken and darken and there will come a point where it'll be so dark that they'll just be their, their life will be just involved in this life of sin. They, they just That'll be it for them. So our goal is to present a pure heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the Day of Judgment. Not one that's bark, black and one that's darkened. It's to present something that's pure. It's to present something that doesn't have any disease within it. Something that is, a, a heart that's pure such that it's clean and presentable on the Day of Judgment. The reason is because if we don't purify what's contained within our heart on that day, then it'll be purified for us in ways that we can't imagine. Allah Ta'ala has given us the opportunity in this world to purify our heart and present it to Him on the Day of Judgment as something that's pure and presentable. But if there's anything in it that's of filth, if there's anything in that heart that's of filth, and Allah Ta'ala gave us the opportunity to remove that black dot in this world, and we kept, we didn't, we didn't clean it, and we present it on the Day of Judgment, and it's not clean, and it's filthy, and it has you know pride, and it has arrogance, and it has greed, and it has iriyah, and it has you know love for this dunya, and that heart is presented on that day, then that human being will have to spend time in the hellfire, purif- and the, the fire of hell will purify that heart, and after that heart is purified, that human being is pur- purified, then and only then will that person be able to enter into Jannah. And that's a difficult purification. So what does that mean for us? It means for us that if we desire to uh, attain the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this life, but in particular on that day, then we have to work on our hearts. We have to work on our hearts in such a way that it's something that's presentable, because we don't want to have to present an impure heart in the day of judgment. Because the ramifications of that are really are, are bad. The ramifications of that are is something that we wouldn't even imagine. And the mechanism by which we clean our heart in this world, before it's taken on that day, is similar to the mechanism by which we clean our bodies before an important meeting, or an interview, or a wedding day for that matter. The first step is that we have to clean our hearts. We have to, we have to clean them and remove the filth that's, that's been built up over the years. We can move up a little. Clean them and, and remove the filth that's contained within our hearts. And then after we clean our hearts, then we decorate it with something that makes it, uh, uh, that makes it emanate on the Day of Judgment. It's something that makes it allows it to emanate on the day of judgment. It comes in a hadith. The Prophet ﷺ said that even an, uh, uh, an iota of, of, of arrogance will not be able to enter Jannah. Even an iota of arrogance. Just as you know, you think just maybe a little bit would be overlooked, but even an iota, because that impurity can't be in something that's pure, which is Jannah. So what do you? That means that the heart that has even a small amount of filth has to be placed in the hellfire. Meaning we have to be placed in the hellfire so that that can be removed. So, that purity, that the, the process of cleaning the heart in this world is of twofold, just like the process of cleaning the body. The way we would clean our body is through water and through soap and through conditioners and this and that. The way we clean our hearts and, and remove them of filth is to istighfar. The way we cl- remove our, the filth from our hearts in this world is to istighfar. It comes in a hadith, hadith, uh, Prophet said, it's not in the book of Bukhari, Prophet said that uh, he said, I used to do istighfar, or I would do istighfar more than 70 times in a day. More than 70 times in a day. Who's saying this? Not, not you and not me. This is the prophet said Allah, who never made who never even committed a sin in his life. He's Ma'asum, We know this about the Prophet and about the Prophet Sallallahu alaihi wasallam being, you know, the, 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 on the highest level to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. He didn't even commit a single sin. And yet he's saying, I did istighfar more than seventy times in a day. If he did it in his lifetime, that would have been sufficient. He did it more than seventy times in a day. In another hadith, the Prophet Sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, and more than seventy. So we don't know what that amount is. In another hadith in the book of Imam Muslim, the Prophet said he did istighfar a uh, hundred times in a day. Istighfar meaning that he sought the forgiveness of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And He did it as an example for us. That as we go throughout our day, we accumulate wealth. We're going to make mistakes. And if we think that we are going to live a life free of mistake, then we're only fooling ourselves. The goal isn't to be sin-free. It's that after we commit a sin, we immediately repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that our record is clean. So that our record is clean. We're going to make mistakes. The Prophet Wasallam said, "Kullu bani Adam And every son of Adam is one who perpetually makes mistakes, perpetually makes sins. But the best person is that whom repents and and seeks astighfar from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's the mechanism by which we remove the filth from our heart. So that means for us uh, two things with with regards to this. The first is that immediately after we commit a sin, immediately after we make a mistake against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, immediately we should seek istighfar. We should seek repentance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we looked at something we shouldn't have looked at and we looked at it for too long, immediately just say Astaghfirullah and in your heart feel bad about it. And when you, If you delay the salah, don't wait until the following day to, 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 to do Astaghfirullah. Immediately, at that moment, turn to Allah and say Astaghfirullah and just say it. And say it with your tongue but mean it from your heart. It just takes a few seconds to say it. استغفر الله, استغفر الله. As soon as we make a mistake, we didn't recite Qur'an one day, we heard something we shouldn't have heard, we went someplace and after we felt guilty about it, immediately do istighfar Because what happens is that black dot, when it enters into our heart, if you immediately wipe away, then it's gone. There's no record of it. There's no record of it on your heart, and there's no record of it in the book of deeds that's being written. So you won't have to answer to Allah, why deal with the headache on that day? What if we forget to seek astighfar for it three weeks down the road? And then it remains on our heart. Not only is it accumulating filth, but on the Day of Judgment, now we have to answer. And You're like, oh, I should have just asked Allah Ta'ala for forgiveness right away. I would have been forgiven. I wouldn't have had to deal with this headache on this day. I wouldn't have had to spend for that five minutes of sin. I wouldn't have had to spend 5,000 years in hell. The math isn't the same. The math won't be the same. It isn't that we make a mistake for two minutes, and then we spend two minutes in the hellfire, although that would be enough. The math isn't the same. You miss one salah, you miss one- you delay one salah in this life, and there's so many years of punishment in the hereafter. So, immediately after we make a mistake, we delay a salah, we look at something we shouldn't have looked at, we say something we shouldn't have said, immediately recite istighfar Allah and mean it from your heart so that that black sin is wiped away. And you're not giving it a chance to accumulate further. And the second is that we should do istighfar on a daily basis. On a daily basis, irrespective of if we recall that we made a sin or not, the Prophet, who never committed a sin, would do istighfar. You and I, we commit sins throughout the day, we should do istighfar throughout the day, and in particular in the morning and evening. So not only do we do it after we make a mistake, but we should set aside time in the morning where we sit down, we reflect upon the last 12 hours of the day, the sins that we committed during the night, the places that we had gone, the things we had seen on the internet, the thoughts that we had in our mind, and we say, Astaghfirullah, for each of these, Allah Ta'ala is ready to forgive us. It, isn't, it doesn't require much more than that. And then we sit in the evening, and we, when we say, Astaghfirullah, I shouldn't have done this. Astaghfirullah, I looked at that. Astaghfirullah, I thought about that. And what you're doing is you're cleansing yourself. So that if you were to die that night, then you're guaranteed Jannah. Because there's nothing on your heart. There's no black dots. It's pure. It's presented. Qalbun you, And then you do istighfar in the morning. And then if you die right after you do istighfar, or you die soon after you do istighfar, there's nothing on your heart. There's nothing that you'll have to show to Allah on that day that would be of concern to you. Instead of the waiting and waiting and waiting and accumulating it immediately, that, that we do it immediately and we cover after we do it immediately, we cover ourselves. You know, an insurance policy, double protection, where we do istighfar in the morning, a hundred times in the morning, and then and then one hundred times at night, where we seek istighfar for all the things that we did during the day. And if and if we can't recall particular sins or mistakes that we make, then we seek istighfar for those moments that we didn't spend in the remembrance of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Because even the times that we are heedless of Allah during the day, even if we're not committing a, a sin even those times will be asked about on the day of judgment even if we are not heedless of allah then we, and we're at the we're at even an even higher state where we are conscious of allah then we should seek forgiveness for the for for the uh for the lack of the uh, uh, for because our presentation of our ibadat hasn't been good enough there's always something to repent to to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so uh, and, and that's how we purify our heart that's how we purify our heart so, the first step is to remove the filth because on that day we don't want our heart to be impure. We want to have Iqalbun Saleem. If Ibrahim wanted this and he was worried about that day, imagine the state of you and I. After, and, 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 and so as a supplement to that istighfar, now we've cleansed our hearts. We've cleansed our body, now we've cleansed our heart with istighfar. It's time to decorate that heart as well. Right? It could be clean and pure, but you want it to emanate on the Day of Judgment. You want it to be something that's shiny, something that you're, something that you're potentially proud of, something that you can perhaps present to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the decoration of the heart is through the remembrance and the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's how we decorate our heart. That we constantly remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with our tongues and through our hearts. That we remember and reflect upon the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all of his great names, that we recite La ilaha illallah, that we sit and we remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our hearts. These are things that decorate the heart and they make it something that's presentable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. Something that perhaps potentially will be a source of benefit for us on the day of judgment. So these are the principles that as the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam has said. That the one who will be successful on that day will not be the one that has wealth, the one that has kids, the one uh, that you know the, the wealth that they were so dependent upon, the children or the family that they were so dependent on. Right? Allah Ta'ala says, min This will be a day in which your brother won't be of any assistance to you. Wa wa Your mom, who you were so dependent on your entire life, every any time you needed something, you could go to her. The whole world would turn their back against you. That you could always go back to your mom and get her help. You could always, you know, you could always knock on her door. No matter, you know, the whole world could turn against you. You could have committed the worst crime. Nobody wanted to look at your face and your mom was always the one ready for you. On that day, not even your mom or your dad will be able to help you. Your best friend that you were so dependent on, when, when times were tough, when when you were feeling down, you could you always had a shoulder to, to, to cry on. You always had someone, to, you, that best friend to turn to. On that day, your friend won't even recognize you. So that's that kind of a day... And for us to be successful on that day, then we have to present Allah Ta'ala with a sound heart, a qalbun saleem. So may Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala allow us to remove the filth that's contained within our hearts that we've accumulated over time. May Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala allow us to decorate our hearts with the noor of dhikr. May Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala allow us all to attain a qalbun saleem in the hereafter. Wa akhir Alhamdulillah Rabbil